five, four, three, two, one. How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Old School, New School podcast. I am Will Charles Egan, and as always, Chris Meekins. Hey. I think you successfully counted with your fingers. I did, backwards. Usually you go one, two, three, four, and then five. Five, four, three, two, one. You'll, you'll get it. So what would you like to tell our unsubscribers? I would like to say... Uh, We've been reading our statistics and our analytics, and a good percentage of those who listen are actually subscribed. So thank you. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you. And if you are listening and you're not subscribed, if you like what you hear, please be sure to hit that subscribe button. Hit the like button if you like it, and share it with a friend that you think might want to learn about being holy and humble, because this is week three of our little mini-series that we're doing. And it is titled Baller for Jesus. Woohoo! This guy wrote the title. I take no blame for that corny title. That was all this guy. It's all me. It's all me. But Baller for Jesus, Holy and Humble. So we're at, we're at uh, step, we'll say step three, but Holy and Humble. Step three. Yeah, it's going to be good. So what have you been doing this past week, Chris? Anything well, we're, we're tying up. So by the time this uh, gets dropped, mm-hmm. is that the right word? Dropped, yeah. Uh, I will be an owner of a new business, so, Ooh, so it's happening, happening on Friday. So nice. So cool, I believe that uh, I believe it's I, I believe it's in a step of obedience. Mm-hmm. I think God wants me to do it for whatever reason. There you go. Uh, and so I'm I'm doing it, and it all goes back to um, what uh, Pastor Randy said a couple of months ago mm-hmm. when he asked his daughter. Yeah. Why are you doing it? Because she's really shy. She's behind, and she goes, God told me to do something, so I decided to obey. Boom. Easy. Simple. Yeah. Go figure. Yeah. And if you want to learn more about being obedient, last week we literally talked about complete yeah, obedience. Yeah, yeah. So this is perfect tie-in with your real-life story. What's going on right now? What's life like uh, being a server? Well, it's... It's a lot of uh, being humble. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> it's a lot of being humble, especially from boss man, where you show up and you want to do one thing, but he's like, actually, you're going to be here today. And I'm like, oh, no, that's not what I had in plan. So we have these trivia nights because the clubhouse is supposed to have you know events every other day. And so we have trivia on Thursdays, but it got moved to Friday, which is you know one of the busier nights of the week. And so I was like, I wonder if I could ask the boss that I could be outside because trivia is only inside, but outside it's just normal seating, whatever. I was like, I'm going to see if I can sit outside. Cause you know, you make nothing when you do trivia and you actually make a lot of money on weekends if you're outside, especially. And so I was like, I'm going to show up in Bossman's like, all right, Will's doing trivia with Logan. I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't want to. I was like, can I please like, Nope. Everybody else is new and they're still being trained. The only person that we know can, do this correctly as you and this other person. And I was like, okay, great. So just had to put my head down and be humble. be humble and just be like, all right, fine. Let me just be obedient here because it's what I was told to do. So I'm going to do it even if I don't want to do it. So let's, let's switch gears real quick and mm. seeing you just mentioned how humble you are. All oh, right. Cause I'm so great. <laughs> it's one of my strengths. <laughs> yeah. Being humble. Uh-huh. What, what, so you're, you know, I mean, you're in the middle of like going to work for a guy that, Mm-hmm. may or may not care <laughs> he cares about yes. you as a person mm-hmm. or what you believe or your right your writing ability that mm-hmm. they don't see it as being bringing right. anything to the table right i'm just a server yeah you know meat so fodder. so from a 22 year old's perspective that mm-hmm. works as a server mm-hmm. trying to work through 
the next step in life. Right. What, what, what is humble? Yeah. Well, humble, especially now when you're young, is smaller things. So being humble is showing up to your serving job and just saying, I'm going to be obedient to what is being asked of me and do it graciously because you can, you can just, you know, listen to what your boss says and it's going to be like, all right, whatever. I'm going to just, Hey, don't just don't talk to me. Let me work and just don't talk to me. And that's, that's obeying, but it's not being very humble about it. It's not being very gracious about it. So with being humble, it's a lot of, you know, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. It is, you know, how it's the, what would Jesus do bracelet is really what it is. I mean, you literally, that's why people wear it. I really should get one. I kind of, you know, it's a great way to let other people know that you're a Christian because now the cross tattoo means nothing or the cross necklace means oh, yeah. nothing. So, yeah. but if you're actually wanting to be over the top about showing everybody you're a Christian, WWJD bracelets are the way to go. But I think the way to do it is really to literally ask, what would Jesus do in this situation? Okay. I mean, Jesus was known as being a very, very humble person. Uh, there's a really good verse here in Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. And it says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. Okay, so it sounds like if you listen and obey God, if you humble yourself and you gen- and if you genuinely seek him, things will probably go well for you. The okay. Lord will bless you. Right. And maybe he will bless you in a way that you might not expect. Because that certainly happens to me from just humbling myself and saying whatever. Can I tell a story? Yes. But, I, but let me just say this. Yes. I, I think that um, humbling yourself, it's, it's as much as we seem pretty arrogant, which we are. <laughs> we are, yes. We are. There's, there's also one of my biggest strengths is my humility. <laughs> no, I'm joking about that. I'm but, the most humble person. Uh, everybody knows. Everybody knows. I'm, I'm very the, humble. I'm the most humble ever. Was. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's, there's a place where I, I, I kind of know that mm. without God's favor, you know. I, right. But I know that I love having fun. I know I'm playing. And so there's people mm-hmm. that seem like they're arrogant. Right. Two in particular. Yeah. <laughs> but there's there's some truth to we're doing this only because we want to be fun. We want to have mm-hmm. enjoyment because we want to bridge a gap. Right. And so don't uh, get humility as in uh, being humble. It's like, okay, right. woe with me. Mm-hmm. I'm just a little guy. Yeah. I, I don't even deserve to be on this microphone mm. that I paid for. Right. <laughs> yeah. I have no place here. Yes. It's just being a little, little yeah. shy and right. quiet. That's well, not what we're talking about. Right. Okay. Yeah. Humbleness doesn't have to be, I'm going to, you know, completely rid of myself and just have everybody walk all over me. Yeah. You know, there's, there is standing up for yourself and there is being unapologetically you, but you can also be humble. In right. That. You're like, but for the glory of God, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have had the money to pay for this yeah, microphone. Absolutely. Great example. Yeah. So go ahead, your story. Yeah. So the other day, you know, from my serving job, I was, it was the end of a work week and I was just half dead. And I was like, I don't want to, oh my gosh, I wish I could just unwind. And I was doing, you know, I work at a clubhouse and there's like a pool outside and there's a hot tub. 
And I was like, oh, I wish we could use a hot tub, but we can't use the amenities there because we work there. And I was just like telling my coworkers, like, man, I could really use a dip in a hot tub right now. He's like, there's one at my neighborhood. I'm like, whoa, that's neat. He's like, do you want to go? I'm like, that was kind of what I was insinuating. He's yes. like, let's go. So after work, he's like, well, real quick, I do want to kind of hit the basketball court. And I was like, oh, come on. I want to go right now. My back is sore. And how was playing basketball relaxing? It's not. Like, <laughs> I just got to unwind real quick after my shift. Let me go uh, yeah, shoot some hit a three-point. I'm like, what? No, he was sweating. So he plays, and I'm sitting there just kind of like waiting for him to finish. And I'm just like, I wish I could be in a hot tub right now because that's what I want. But I was thinking of actually just leaving and being whatever. I'll just go home. I don't really need it anyways. But I stuck around, and I was just kind of, you know, let me put my – my pride behind me here and let me just just wait for him so after we go back to his place and then we go to the pool and it's midnight there's nobody there and we're really it's like you know hours are dusk till dawn so you're not supposed to really but there's nobody there and the, i doubt the hoa will come and cut our heads off so right. we're we're right. fine i the president of the hoa has already been in bed for three hours right <laughs> yeah by <laughs> then before. she's already asleep so <laughs> i was in the a hot tub and I was just like oh my gosh and we're just talking having normal conversation and then it just naturally comes up I start witnessing to him for over an hour and a half and we have this amazing conversation he tells me all these crazy stories and I'm able to point them back to God and so for me humbling myself and putting my pride behind me of like this guy come on he offered me to go back to his place and now he wants to play basketball and make me sit here and wait like come on I put that behind me and I say, well, let me just wait. Let me just be patient. And I'm so glad that I did because now he's coming to church with me and he's coming to my Bible study. So from simply just not being beside myself and right. just saying. Right. It's not all down. about will. Exactly. Because I was. Because it, it is. It is. But. In my mind. But not then. Right. But not to him, my coworker. Because right. right. I was just like, I'm going to leave. I don't want to do this right now. But I'm glad that I was patient because I got, you know, I got to witness an eternal reward. I got to see something that was a lot bigger than myself. Right. From like right. an hour and, conversation. And while sitting in a hot tub. Yeah. Which is what you wanted to do. Exactly. So I got what I wanted and the Lord got what he wanted from obeying. And sometimes you'll have things like that happen. You know, I think you should. Uh, I think you should. This is what you're not supposed to do when you're talking mm. to someone. <laughs> I think you need to, should, would. <laughs> right. Talk to your mom and tell her that you need a hot tub for the new house. Yeah, that'd be a great uh, ministerial. If you're listening to mom. <laughs> Mom's definitely listening to this, <laughs> and it's a great uh, ministerial opportunity to have a hot tub in the back, because then we can invite people over. It's like, yeah, we're just gonna we're just gonna relax, and then I share the gospel with them. Yeah, I'm gotcha. A, I'm not a hot tub kind of guy. No, no. As long as we're five feet apart, we're okay. That's that's we're not world. we're not accidentally brushing feet. I saw I saw this. Uh, this house that had a jacuzzi pool, a, ju- a jacuzzi, yeah, something like that. Whoa. It was like amazing, like a giant it, hot tub, giant. Whoa, like, like the size of this room. It was actually. I need one of it those. Was, like pretty sweet. Dang. It was an expensive house. Oh yeah, which is why I don't own it. Right. Um, yeah. Can I? May I share a story? By all means. This is your podcast just you're, as much as it's mine? Yes. Yes. Fifty-fifty. Right. We're gonna have to get a clock like when they play chess. Yeah. Right. This is my turn to go. Now it's your turn okay. to talk. Um, so where I really learned uh, 
humility because mm-hmm. I was humbled. Um, so years ago, before I got on the fire department, I may have shared this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I took a test. I took, and I was horrible in school. I'm horrible right. when it comes to tests. And uh, I took the fire department test, and I made third. I got my points, my military mm. points. I got third. And I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. I'm, nice. I'm going to get hired on the fire department. Mm-hmm. This is where they used to have two, 300 people take a test. Oh, wow. And so uh, the test was only like it was just, it was the late, early 80s. So mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot of people that passed the test back oh. then. <laughs> but there was uh, 30 or 40 people that made the final test. Mm-hmm. And I was number three, and they were going to hire five people. So I'm like, oh, wow. praise God. Yeah. So they hired uh, three guys, and I wasn't one of them. And oh. they hired four and five, and I wasn't one of them. And no. I was, I was like, devastated. I yeah. Couldn't, I couldn't believe it. And mm-hmm. then, and then they said, okay, well, this test is going to expire, and so we're going to give a new test, mm-hmm. but we're going to hire one more guy. Oh. So I'm like, well, it's got to be me. Right. It wasn't. It wasn't you. Oh. And, and I was like broken mm-hmm. i mean it was like i i was i was in tears i could i couldn't even believe what was happening to me mm-hmm. and and i'm like god and i was a new christian yep. i thought everything was going to work out for me i was working for these uh bricklayers being a mason uh a laborer mm-hmm. and uh and i went to uh a prayer meeting and, I, and the only thing i could get out of my mouth was god because mm. i was broken because i i was just Devastated. Devastated. Yeah. At the end of yourself. So they gave another test. Mm-hmm. And I was number three on it again. Dang. You got to think for threes. <laughs> I was like, God, you, you got to be kidding me. Right. And uh, and they hired another guy that was below me. What? Yeah. And it was it was huh. horrible. Right. And that day I, I was broken. And, I, and I'm like, okay, God, I don't care. I will. If you want me to carry bricks for these people. Mm-hmm. I will do this for the rest of my life. Right. And I will carry bricks for Jesus. Mm, yeah. And I will carry bricks like a Hebrew slave mm-hmm. and went to work and like everything changed. I had a perspective and, um, mm. and there, there was something that happened right. when I realized that even though I did pass the test and I was in line to get mm-hmm. God needed, because I would have, I would have, I know myself before that. Right, yes. I would have been like, I'm awesome. I'm the man. I'm the man. Do yes. you not understand? Yeah. But from that point on, I was like, I'm just grateful to be here. Mm-hmm. And for me, that was probably one of the most humbling things that ever yes. happened. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. When I was humbled like that, everything changed. Mm-hmm. I can I can look at like three or four different major changes in my life, and that was one of them. Wow, there you go. That's a great example. It reminded me of, you know, you have a couple of, Again, great verses that from Yoda compiled from <laughs> Obi Wan Kenobi. Tell a, me, tell I'll me, that one. tell me, Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> right there is this. I don't know what translation it is, but it reads like a Yoda quote, and it's Job chapter eight, verse seven. I don't know if you wrote it down wrong. Did you copy and paste these, or did you type them? Because if you typed them, you might have made a, a little error here. But it is. I, I might have made it up. You might have made it. This is the word according to Chris. This is Job. CM version. Yeah. The Chris Meekins translation says, your beginnings will will seem humble. So your beginnings, you you must say that, you know, getting third but getting humbled time and time again is a humble start. So prosperous will your future be. (laughs) That last line, it seems like it should be, so your future will be prosperous. But it reads as, so prosperous 
will your future be? That's how, you know, it's like God's word because right, it's like <laughs> they used to talk a little different back then. Yeah, but I don't know if they were all like Yoda back in the day. Yeah, but this isn't like the new living translation. Like, okay, well, dude, <laughs> dude, your beginning sucked. So <laughs> now be cool and end. you're going to be really awesome yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah, that's that's the Chris Meekins translation. <laughs> that was the Chris Meekins translation of the Bible. <laughs> I won't say that again. I'm sorry if I offended anybody. <laughs> no, you're fine. But the the story that you told me, it it really was your it's a simple I mean, you hear it all over the place, even in like Hollywood movies. Your beginnings are humble, so in the future you'll be prosperous. So what do what do we say to um you know, a twenty two year old that's working at the country club and mm-hmm. no or, or someone working <laughs> the, at the car wash. Car wash? Car wash, mm-hmm. someone doing something that's like, this, this is part of life? or mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the times those who are... Because they're in the middle of it. Yes. And I think, you know, obviously life is a lot bigger than this. But for analogy's sake, those who are, you know, wealthy or successful now, you look at their beginnings and it was always, you know, they came from a poor single mother family or from a poor rural family or they came from this i mean a couple of times you'll have well my father was also a hollywood actor and now i'm a hollywood actor and that's different but a lot of the times you'll see those that are really really driven those that are really successful they came from a humble beginning and it really is a lot like uh you know tried by fire those who come out the purest those who have the most drive those that are the most on fire for god have a unique beginning that humbled them or that learned them a certain way because of what they experienced whether it be you know hardship or they had to work on their own oftentimes you'll find those people who are struggling at the beginning in the end they become you know the purest form of gold because of how they were uh you know put through the crucible and how they were melted down and purified because of that you know that purifying fire as it says, and so I would say to anybody that is, you know, at a place in life where they feel like work is grueling or life is boring and this is depressing, you know, be patient and humble now and learn to do what you have now well so that in the future you can get, you can show God that you can be trusted with more. Because that's what I feel like a lot of this is, is you find the you truly find within yourself the humbling, you know, spirit, and then the Lord will call you out. And, you know, that's, that's kind of how the story of David was. He was a shepherd boy and he, for years, even in, after being anointed, he still continued to do menial labor. You know, he would bring his older brothers who were these great warriors. He'd bring them bread and cheese on the battlefield, or he would tend to the sheep and just write simple songs and through that, and, and it was never going to get better from the world's perspective. Right, exactly. He was the youngest. He was a he was shepherd. The, he was he, the youngest son. Exactly. So from that that worldview, especially if you're, you know, the ancient Jewish context, if you're the youngest son and you're a shepherd, you're probably going to be nothing. But he ends up being King David because he was humble now at the beginning, and he was prosperous in the future. Let me say two things. One is uh, our pastor, Pastor Randy, and then my pastor up in Cleveland, Pastor Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and w- when you listen to Pastor Randy, he's like, man, I was, I was a 
drug addict that mm-hmm. God saved and brought a, a wonderful woman into my life right. and gave uh, my brother ministered to me. I'm nothing but this. And, mm-hmm. and he's, he's like, I'm a Cajun. Right. Don't expect much. Uh-huh. But he jokingly says it. But there, the truth is, is like, this is kind of who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I jokingly say, you know, I'm, I'm Chris Meekins. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm poor white trash. And, <laughs> right. and uh, I grew up in very humble beginnings. And mm-hmm. what you have is nothing more than the grace of God. And, but, but Pastor Randy turns around and he's always like, he's like, listen, I'm just telling you what God's telling me to tell yeah. you. And he doesn't say, I just want to let you know how intelligent I am and how, how, how much experience I have. Mm-hmm. And, and right. I grew this church from two people mm-hmm. to 12,000 people. I right. did it. You never hear that. He sure. talks about how the church did that mm-hmm. and that he got to participate in that. Mm. And so yeah. he's, he's a great leader um, because he knows without God who he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's just a he's just a drug addict that got uh, got got set free from yeah. from drugs right. only by the grace of God. Yeah, because if you if you strip away all of the you know you know lead executive pastor, if you strip away the salvation, if you strip yeah. away all the things that God did in his life, Randy admits this is what I am on my own. Right. If I were left to my own devices, I'm a Cajun. I'm a Cajun drug addict. This that, and I'm not calling him that, but I'm saying. Without God in your life as the the sole guide, as yeah. the thing that teaches you as the Father in heaven, you are left to your own devices. And what good does that bring you? The second example I have is Pastor Jonathan, which mm. he was a pastor's kid, and that he, in all honesty, he could be the smartest person I know. I don't know a wow. lot of people, if you know, if, if you're listening, <laughs> Jonathan. But uh-huh. no, he's like brilliant. He's one of these guys that when you're talking to him, you actually believe that he's interested and he mm. loves you. Wow. I mean, I mean, you and there's four thousand people there, and mm. and you're talking to you, and people are walking by, never breaks eye contact, really. And he would meet people. Two years later. They'd show up and say, oh, hey, uh, I'm, oh, yeah, your name's John. And mm-hmm. how's your mom doing? You were going through a hard time. And they're like, duh, yeah, you remember. Just, just one of these guys. And and yeah. he would, I asked him when he first started coming on staff, is there like a, a secret website for pastors to write <laughs> messages that you just, that you pull them off because they're yeah. so good? And it just one of these guys. Yet he never, ever holds that over your head. He never, mm-hmm. ever says he, he, it's like, he's like, God just gave me this gift and I'm mm-hmm. here to share it with you and you can do whatever you want to do with it. Yeah. But this is what God's doing. And, uh, one time I, I, you know, I, I used to have an anger issue. Oh, sure. Can yeah. You, can you tell? A little bit. And I wrote, I wrote him this email that was scathing. I was just, Oh gosh, really? And boom, you know, yeah. I was just, I was wrong. Uh-huh. He met with me afterwards, and he's like, Chris, when you do that, you, um, I don't know why I'm telling this story, but <laughs> when you do that, when you do that, we're not thinking about the subject you wrote to me, whether it's true or not. Uh-huh. It's the way you did it and how mean you were in yeah. doing that. And, and now we can't talk about the problem because we have to talk about your uh, heart issue. Yeah. And he would, you're like... You know, he's yelling at you. He's not yelling at you, but he's rebuking you. And you're like, thank you, Jonathan. You're so good to me. (laughs) Because he had a genuine love for me. 
Right. He ended up yes. giving me a, a, a sheet with uh, eight steps that I'd need to take before I was allowed to send him an email. <laughs> but it was actually really yeah. humble. Yes. He was like, I, I'm not saying that you don't matter. I'm saying that in love, right. you've got to do some things, and, and I'm going to help you right. do that rather than saying, hey, you're just being yeah. bad. Mm-hmm. And so I think part of being humble is knowing is being holy. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that when I, when I, and that's why they're easier together, mm-hmm. uh, they're holy men of God. Mm. Yeah. I mean, when I think of Randy and I think of, you know, his teachings, mm-hmm. they're, they're good. It's absolutely good stuff. Mm-hmm. So what is holy? What is being holy? Cause we live in a world right. that's like, holy's kind of cool. I'm allowed to be on edge. Right. Guilty. Yeah, all of us. Guilty. Mm-hmm. And God's really pushed on me that uh, you need to work on being a little bit more holy. Mm. Yeah. So if you were to say, how could I be more holy, Chris, I'm going to give you permission. Mm-hmm. What would I have to do to be more holy? Well, I can tell you what being holy is. <laughs> it says in the Bible, it says, I'm the Lord your God. Consecrate yourselves and be holy because I am holy. I think that's the real important part to this verse is consecrate yourself, be holy because I'm holy. So if you want the short answer, why should I be holy? Well, because God's holy. It's like, well, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But how do you do that? Right. I'm not God. Yes. To most people. Fair fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) I am the Lord who brought you up out of Egypt to be your God. Therefore be holy because I'm holy. There it is again. And you could also say, you need to be holy because the Lord has done so much for you. You know, he brought you out of Egypt and I've called you to this. But what does it look like to be to be holy? You have another... In 2023. Right, yeah. You have another uh, day. It's going to be here in the future above reproach. I think that's a really good... Uh, obviously, it's still in a couple of weeks, but that's a good you know, starting off point for defining being holy. It's not that I am perfect. It is not that I am you know, I've got it all figured out. Being holy is, I truly believe the, it's like the sanctification. You know, there's, you're justified when you're first saved. And then throughout the course of your life, you're sanctified, which is never a completed thing until you get to heaven. I think the process of, of being holy is a daily practice that you, you can get better at. And I think that being holy, I think that I know that being holy is being a Christ follower and emulating him. What were the things that Christ did? I know that or said or said. Absolutely. Oh, especially I I know that Christ behaved a certain way. If you read through the New Testament, if you if you just follow his life and you follow his teachings, which you find Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. Is that why they say start with John? When you're a new, when new start with John. Yeah. I've heard start with Mark. I've I've heard heard. start with all of them, but yeah, a good one for somebody that's never had any religious background is start with John. Cause it's kind of like, you know, Jesus is God. And then Matthew is sort of too, it's more specific to the Jews. Jesus is the Messiah. Don't start in Genesis. Right. Don't start in, you know, (laughs) if you're a new believer, don't just start at the beginning of the book. Yeah. Yeah. I know that that's, 
what the devil well that's what you're like oh we'll start at the beginning we'll we're on right. in man we're gonna do it religiously <laughs> we're gonna ha- we're gonna read the bible in a year you that's know that's not true religion yeah you shouldn't do that you should start with mark or john i would say but it's simply you know you read the beatitudes read some of if you point out some of the places where jesus gave teachings or he gave uh analogies start there the stuff in red yeah yeah, There's a country great. song on that. Stuff in Red? Yeah, not really? Stuff in Red. Written in Red or something? Written in Red. Yeah. yeah. We'll play it for the beginning next week. Sounds sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> so listen and and read the text in Red because that is how you be holy. You You put yourself before God. You kneel at his feet. You turn away from the things of the world and you say, I'm going to be Christ-like. And you continue to do that every day and you, you get better at it and you learn new ways because you can't figure it all out like that. No, I think with something like being holy, it's like, yes, once you, you are holy, there is no, I am 10% holy or I'm a hundred percent holy. It's like, yeah, you're holy, but you don't have all of, I don't have all the knowledge that you have. I think with, yeah, yeah you do. No. <laughs> I, well, experience, life experience. No. Yes. yes, I think knowledge you've got to change the word. I think when it comes to being holy, when somebody has more experience, they're in a different track with being yeah. holy than me. Because you know, for me, being holy is you know listening to my landlord and making sure that I obey making my bed. But for you, being holy is you know doing your taxes for your own business that you own because. You've got a lot more life experience. I'm not quite there yet. So for you, being holy is in different forms. Right. It's still the right. same holiness, right. but it's for different levels of experience. Well, I think what happens is you get, um, spiritually speaking, attacked mm-hmm. in different ways throughout your life. Right. So when you're younger, you tend to be... Um, well, I, I have this freedom. And then the older you get, mm-hmm. you, you go, no, I really don't have this freedom because right. I know that that, you know, it crushes you. It cr- mm-hmm. It'll crush your marriage. It'll crush your relationship with others. Right. It, it, it just crushes you. And then the older you get, you're like, oh, I need to kind of figure this part out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, being holy is saying, okay, for me. Uh, being holy is saying, okay, God, you've, you've called me to do some things mm-hmm. and, and I need to act on them. Yeah. I just can't blow them off and like, well, mm-hmm. I'm with my buddies and I know that I, <laughs> I shouldn't be drinking mm-hmm. because I've got this alcohol problem, but I want to be part of this group. Mm-hmm. And so being holy is, is being obedient yeah. to what I don't want to say the feeling because I don't. I don't think mm-hmm. Christianity. It's more than a feeling to quote than, Boston. More than a feeling. It's a good song. Mm-hmm. Uh, but w- in your spirit, mm-hmm. do you know when you're not being holy? I tell you, that's true. Yeah, that's it's called conviction. Okay, there's a spirit of conviction when you become not a seasoned Christian, but when you have a little bit. Because I don't think there is such a thing as a seasoned Christian. Once you become a seasoned Christian, you're dead because that means that you've made it to the end of the road. But when you when you have a couple, let's just say a couple of years under your belt, you start to really fine tune your like spiritual antenna or radar and you can start to pick up on, you know, spirits of conviction and things. So if I if I say I've had a couple of 
times where I'll say something and immediately I'll be like, I should not have said that. That was a boneheaded thing for me to say. That was stupid because it wasn't very Christ-like. Jesus wouldn't have done that and it didn't represent God well. So if I'm like, you know, not swearing because I don't have as much of an issue with swearing, but if I'm going to swear at somebody and curse them out, then I would probably be like, would Jesus do that? Is that representative of God's kingdom? And if they were, I, okay, so here's one. Mm-hmm. So before you were born, they used, of course. They, they, when ATMs first started mm-hmm. appearing, yeah, it was a long time ago. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not going to no stupid ATM. I want right. a person. Yes. But again, anger issues when I was younger. Uh-huh. Uh, I would I would go to the bank, and I remember one time I had a, a government check, a, a, a tax refund, and mm. they wouldn't cash it. Oh. I'm like, well, where am I supposed to cash this check? And, uh-huh. I'm, and I'm giving this bank teller yeah. a crap. I right. mean, oh, I'm yeah. just, you know, and so – I, I figure, you know, I I go, I can walk outside and I can put it in the ATM and the ATM will take it. Why can't you do it? Here I am being this great guy and uh-huh. kind of keeping you your job. You know, right. Again, right. when you when you're on a rage, uh-huh. who knows where it's going? Train kept rolling. Kept rolling. Oh yeah. And I and I, but all that to say is, at the time I was newer in my faith mm-hmm. and. I always felt that I was I would go early to church and I would open the door. This is before greeters were around, mm-hmm. and I'd open the door and I'd say, "Hey, welcome to Grace Church. Come on in." Mm-hmm. You know, my whole philosophy: love them and leave them. Hi, how are you? <laughs> I love you. Get the hell out of the way. Right. <laughs> Get in church. And I'd shake people's hands. Mm-hmm. And Joyce says to me afterwards, uh, "This bank incident." She goes, mm-hmm. "What would you do if that woman walks into church next Sunday mm. and you're greeting? Hi, how are you? Right." And I'm like, mm. that wasn't a very godly way to to handle that. So I, I need to be holy in what I do. Mm-hmm. What is being holy? In that case is treating someone with respect. Yeah, simple as that. And in another case is treating a server with respect. Mm-hmm. In another way, it's telling someone the truth that they really don't necessarily want to hear mm. yeah. with respect. Yeah. And so I think being holy is it keeps on going back to the same thing. It's being obedient, obedient to doing what God's. I was noticing the same thing. I was like, I keep saying being obedient. Well, it's good that it was, that was last week. I think you've put this in a perfect order. I really would have liked to to meet anger issues, Chris. Oh my! I've God. never known that, Chris. <laughs> I've only ever known this happy-go-lucky guy. <laughs> you wouldn't have wanted to meet this, Chris. Oh no, it was fun, man. You <laughs> oh, yeah, got, yeah. If, if, as long as the anger wasn't being directed for you, right. I mean, I. Yeah. I mean, at the fire station, I'd jack people up. At, at, uh-huh. I mean, against the wall. I mean, I would, I, I'd lose my, I'd lose my mind. Oh yeah, I'd lose my mind. It was over like they would, I would see red. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. And it was, it was a problem because here I am witnessing to these guys for years, and then all of a sudden this guy, mm-hmm. I don't even want to go into. I'm gonna get mad. Think about <laughs> it, got into my face, yelling at me on the ground. I'm like rolling up hose, and he's mm-hmm. like, and something else happened he was he was hiding during the fire oh boy and i boom saw red and you know i'm walking across but anyway yeah i i, I don't relish in my in my sin <laughs> right fair enough but 
I needed to, God was like, you have no right to be angry at someone because you don't even know what, what's going on. Right. And, and it was humbling myself going, okay, I have to control myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and be humbled mm-hmm. because I'm not important than whatever this person is going through. Yeah. Do I need to speak truth sometimes? Absolutely. Yes. But, um, but being holy and humble it's, it's if we want to reach our community, our association, your neighborhood, mm-hmm. they're going to say, hey, there's something going on with those two guys over there. They're really nice guys. Mm-hmm. They're, 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 there's not a big parties in there. And there's something about their demeanor. And yeah. then all of a sudden they'll, like especially around here, my association, someone will swear. And they'll say, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to swear. I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't care. I don't care. But they're yeah. – they see you as a holy mm-hmm. man of God. Yes. And I think there is something to, you know, the verse of remove the plank in your own by before you remove the speck in someone else's eye. You know, being holy is being in a place where you're not above somebody, but you, you live your life in a place where you take care of your own self. You clean out your closet right. before you go clean out somebody right. else's closet. And that's a huge part of being holy is being able to impact others. Because if you aren't holy and you try to fix somebody else they're gonna see it and they're gonna go hey man hey who man. are you to talk hey man won't you leave me alone exactly hey exactly. man won't you leave me alone because you're not holy and what am i supposed to learn from you one so of my, one of my favorites ephesians two twenty one. Mm-hmm. it says um it says we are carefully joined together in him becoming a holy temple Ooh. for the lord yeah Talk a little bit about being in community mm-hmm. and humility and humble and holy. And all that good stuff. Yeah, especially when you're in community and you become the the temple for the Lord or, you know, now we say the church, the body of Christ. When you're in community, it's a lot easier to be holy and humble because you've got, you know, those accountability people. That's a huge word in the, the Christian zeitgeist these days is accountability partners. It's like, well, what is that? Well, that is... Somebody that you know that will hold you accountable for a holy lifestyle. And so you become... And it's just stuff that you said you wanted to do. Yes, absolutely. So if I say, I want to be this, but I know I'm not going to be able to do it on my own, uh, help help keep me from, you know, swearing at my friends or my, you know, cursing somebody out or being angry. Help me out with that. Okay, I'm going to hold you to that. I'm going to constantly send you messages. How are you doing today? Anything make you mad today? You want to talk about it? And you you have that body around you to help lift you up. And you make one another holy and humble. All right, Iron sharpens iron. And you need to have that body around you. I believe it is the utmost importance to have the church body around you, whether it be a small group or a church group or going to church on Sundays or serving at the Wednesday night group or something like that to constantly build one another up. Because doing the faith on your own is kind of hard. Yeah. It's a little difficult. And being humble, I know, again, we're talking about Jonathan and, and Pastor Randy. Mm-hmm. Um, they have people around them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I'm pretty sure sometimes people will ask them a question saying, dude, what's with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why did you say that? I'm just saying it was pretty arrogant. Yeah, hold them to a Christ-like yeah. standard. It's hard saying it to those people. Yes. and I, But I have. <laughs> yeah, right. Because you don't want to have yes men Which is why you. I'm now down here in Florida. And I'm not pastor. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a true statement. Yeah, yeah. But, but uh, like in small group, mm-hmm. you're, 
I'm, I'm, I've never been in a small group with you other than okay. at the high school, at the high school. Group. Sure. But, but when you go to a small group, it's not like you're quiet and sitting there going, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, you, you speak, right. Speak up. Just don't speak out of turn. Obviously don't interrupt people, but yeah, you're allowed to speak and share things. And that's not being arrogant. No, you're just being humble by saying, I kind of know this answer and I want right. to share it with you. Yes. Yeah. There comes a place where, cause I'm very extroverted. You still can be humble and, you know, not loud, but of, of a present speaker at the same time. So if you want, if you like sharing, that's fine. Just don't only share about yourself. Right. Learn to listen. Or all these people are listening to me. They must want to know more. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So let me shut up. Let me make sure I get it right. I tell this to Will every time we start. I'm like, I'm sorry, I talk too much. <laughs> you do. It's fine. I'm sure if you go back through the transcript, it's pretty fifty fifty. We're gonna get a timer like the chess people. Yeah. A chess match. That would get so annoying, and we'd forget about it so quickly. Oh, yeah, yeah. It would just, you would hit it one time, and then we'd, I'd forget it, and it would just be like 30 minutes yeah. on your well, side. Yeah, you talked the whole time. See, I told See. you, Chris. You keep talking. So so the, the benefits of holy and humble, mm-hmm. let's go back to the verse. If my people who are called by my name will yeah. humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from them, and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. Mm. And so... What would you say to someone that's like, I know God had me listening to this podcast mm-hmm. for this reason today. Uh, what would you say to them about this and what they could do next? Mm-hmm. Well, the Lord, the Lord loves you and he is seeking you. So I would encourage you to seek his face because if, if I mean, if you're truly called to listen to this episode and the Lord really wants to speak to you, I would say he's saying, seek my face. Because I'm seeking you. I think that's what God says to all of us is, you know, you don't have to come with your mess cleaned up. Come with everything so that we can address it, so that we can consecrate you and make you into the holy, you know, daughter or son that I've made you to be. And I'll heal you. And I'll heal you. Absolutely. And it starts with total surrender, which is two weeks ago on this baller for Jesus series that we're doing. You got to start somewhere. I think that we did a really good job of summarizing, you know, the whole salvation thing. I think we did a pretty good (laughs) job there. (laughs) And then after that, it is obedience, holy and humble. And uh, Chris, what are we talking about next week? Well, next week will be total dependence. And so trying to do this on your own is pretty much near impossible. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, okay, God, I need you. Yeah, I need to go you, back to God. the beginning. This car wash. I'm like, God, I have sabotaged pretty much <laughs> everything in my life. Yeah. At, at one time or another, I've had successes. But mm-hmm. on the other hand, I I need I'm go, I'm stepping into a place where I've never been before. I'm yeah. going to own a business. I'm going to have employees. I'm going to have a partner. I'm spending a lot of money. Right. And I'm like, why would I do this? I, mm-hmm. I, I need your help. And I think God wants to be part of that. Absolutely. He wants that. Mm-hmm. And so uh, without dependence on him, because we've always depended on ourselves. What do we yes. grow up when you're growing up? Figure it out, Will. Yeah, especially being an only child. It was all me. <laughs> I got to do it myself. I just I just rediscovered. I had this little mini camera. Sorry, Lisa. <laughs> it's fine. Mom did a great job. I just rediscovered this little mini camcorder that I used to have as a kid. It was, a, it was called like a micro flip or something. And it was my first camera. And I was going back and watching some of these recordings. And I was like, oh my gosh, I was such an only child. I was so weird. I must have gotten so bored because I was just, 
there were like these little three second clips on this on this camera of me just like screaming alone in my room <laughs> all by myself and i would do this all day and it's just like i was such an only child yeah but that's who I was. But there's a lot of uh, only childs that are very, very, very successful. Yeah. And I think God's got his hand on you. We'll see where it um, goes. Well, I think that's it. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Again, please make sure to like the video if you enjoy this conversation. Hit that subscribe button if you want We'd to keep hearing it. from us. We'd love it. There's a little bell. Send, send us an email. Yeah. We have an email in the description if you want to ask us questions. There's a little bell next to the subscribe button if you want to get notifications for whenever we drop an episode. So. And be sure to share and all that good stuff. Let the people know the old school, new school podcast. God bless you. We'll see you next week.